Welcome to Run Like Hell Toward Happy, the podcast for overwhelmed creatives to stop hustling and finally create balance between work, life, play, and rest to make progress toward their dreams. I'm Caitlin Liz Fisher, motivational writer and coach who helps people listen to that little voice inside that knows what you really want to be doing. Let's get started. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to season two of Run Like Hell Toward Happy. Now, the seasons, I don't know how much they mean, honestly. I plan my episodes in seasons so that I make sure I have kind of an overarching theme of what I'm going to talk to you about for each set of episodes. So I plan for 10 to 12 episodes. And the first season, if you join me for that, um, I dropped the entire first season on May 7th because I just decided that binging was the way I was going to go on season one. So I dropped that. Everybody who has loved it so far, thank you so much. At the time of recording this, we are at 17 reviews for the show, which is great for the first month. Um, I'm super happy, super thrilled with that. They have made me cry a couple of times. <laughs> Maybe at the top of the next episode, I will read a couple. But And again, a reminder that I'm doing a giveaway for reviewers. Now, originally, and as you heard in the outro for season one, that giveaway was going to be when we hit 50 reviews, I'm giving away a $100 plus value burnout care package. So it's got books, it's got coloring books and colored pencils, it's going to have candles and incense and tea and probably snacks because I love snacks. And I'm going to give that away at 50 reviews, right? But then I decided I'm going to sweeten the deal. So I'm giving away prizes when we reach 20, which is only three reviews away. We might hit that before this episode even publishes. So 20 reviews, 30 reviews, and 40 reviews. So at each of those three points, I am giving away a signed copy of The Gaslighting of the Millennial Generation and a free one-hour coaching session with me. And that can be about anything you want. So if you want to ask me about how I put together this podcast, because you want to make a podcast, we can talk about that. You can ask me about the process of writing a book. You can talk to me about just your schedule and you want to make it something that makes sense for you. And I'll help you work through that. Basically anything. The only thing I don't work with people on is weight loss goals. So other than that, the sky is pretty much the limit. And just to give you a little taste of season two, this season is going to be about boundaries, kind of. So we're going to talk about holding yourself accountable. We're going to talk about um, balancing chronic illness with business and working from home and like working on your passion project and how to be flexible in your scheduling and stuff like that, because that can be hard, you know, like if you're having like a really bad 
flare day and like you can't do the stuff on your list, that doesn't mean that you're failing. But more about that later this season. We're going to talk about time management. We're going to talk about what makes us worthy. We are going to talk about burnout and trauma and how that affects the body. So this is all sort of loosely related to boundaries with yourself and with other people and just sort of honoring your own needs. So that's a primer in season two. And for this episode, we're going to talk about accountability and follow through, but also giving yourself grace and knowing when to dial back and work on reducing hustle mentality. So right out of the gate, you hear accountability, you think, okay, accountability is I make my to-do list, I make my schedule, and I do it no matter what. And that's important. Like you want to show up for yourself and the expectations that you're setting. But it's also important to make sure that you're putting reasonable limits on that and not asking too much of yourself. So that's where this knowing how to give yourself grace comes in. So by the end of this episode, you will understand how to balance self-forgiveness with actual accountability to the goals that you set. First off, accountability is a boundary. Boundaries with other people keep you safe. Boundaries are a way to communicate. This is how I expect to be treated. This is how to communicate with me. This is my boundary. And sometimes it's hard to stick to boundaries, especially if you're just learning how to set them and learning how to enforce consequences when people cross them on purpose. It, it, it's so awkward to start establishing boundaries, but it really pays off. So start with that yikes rule. Anytime somebody gives you like feeling, makes you like a little uncomfortable, you're like, mm, don't know if I like this. Take some space. You're allowed to take some space and evaluate if that person feels safe for you. But okay, moving on. Boundaries with yourself are a little trickier because breaking a boundary with yourself doesn't feel the same as somebody else crossing your boundary. Boundaries with yourself can look like going to bed on time and not staying up late when you have made a commitment to get better rest. I'm guilty of that. I stay up very late. It's like, I know I shouldn't be doing that. And yet I keep watching the videos of that girl who does her makeup while telling me about a murder and I can't, I can't go to sleep. Not because I'm scared, but because I need to watch 50 of them. So boundaries with yourself can look like bedtime, Caitlin, or boundaries with yourself can look like blocking your ex's profile because you keep feeling just a little bit curious about what they're up to. Like, no, don't even let yourself think about it. Go block them. They don't exist anymore. It's a boundary with yourself because you don't, need to go make yourself feel bad. And in this way, accountability to your goals is also a boundary with yourself. It's an expectation you set. It's a commitment to follow through on something that you said you would do. And when we make commitments to other people, we usually feel bad. You know, we we feel something when we flake or forget, or we have to reschedule, you know, we're like, I'm so sorry, but can I reschedule this? Like, I'm not feeling well, yada, yada. And like those people, 
tend to forgive us, right? And then we don't forgive ourselves when we need to reschedule for ourselves. So put a pin in that, we'll get there. But like when we make a commitment to ourselves and then let it float away, who's going to know? You know, nobody's going to know, but you're going to know. And that's how you learn this pattern throughout your whole life of believing, I never finish what I start or why bother? I won't do it anyway. And all these negative beliefs that make you think you're a flake and you're a failure and all this stuff because you've been flaking on yourself when you say you're going to do something. And there's so many reasons why we flake on ourselves. You know, it's hard. We don't want to. We're genuinely tired or we get ill and we have to take time off and then we feel bad about having to take that break. And so we'd rather just pretend it never happened. Like there's a lot of reasons why we don't stay accountable to ourselves. And a lot of them are perfectly legit. And a lot of them are your brain being a brain and just giving you some random bullshit to spiral on. So hopefully we're going to start getting to the bottom of that. Also, I want you to just give yourself a little bit of compassion. So a lot of times you cancel on yourself when you're burned out from giving all your energy to other people. Give yourself a hug. Be like, hey, of course you did that for other people. You show up for other people. But we're going to start showing up for ourselves, okay? I want you to start showing up for you. That change starts today, okay? As of today, you're going to stick to your commitments to yourself within reason. And what do I mean by within reason? I mean, knowing the difference between accountability, hitting that deadline, achieving that goal, no matter what, versus backing off that goal and rescheduling for a better time. When you are learning to balance work, life, play, and rest, I recommend giving yourself a solid 90 days to find the beginning of that balance. You're not going to have this down like a science immediately. You have all this brain programming about what productivity means and what you have to achieve every day and all this stuff that you've been doing forever. And obviously you're here listening to this. So I assume you want to make a change and you want to pursue your passion and let your creativity take the wheel a little bit more and dig down and do the things that really light you up inside, right? So there's conditioning in your brain from society, from your mom, from wherever it comes from, from that teacher that told you that you didn't know how to write a story in second grade that has stopped you from going for that dream. So as you're unlearning all that and committing to that dream again, it's going to take you some time to get used to it. It's going to take you some time to believe that you're as worthy of being on your calendar as everybody else is. So if you're just starting out on a goal, your answer to the, do I give myself grace or do I hold myself accountable question is often going to be grace. We love to get these new ideas and we're like, here's my list. Here's my roadmap. Here is my to-do list. Here is my color-coded calendar. I love a color-coded calendar, but 
It's like we sit down, we make a plan, we love the plan. And then when we try to do the plan, we're like, oh shit, this is not going to work for me. There's a space in there where you can adjust and make it work for you better rather than just saying, well, that one didn't work. Let's try a new one. Quit getting new roadmaps. Your roadmaps are fine. You just need to make sure that the snacks you pack in the car for your road trip with that roadmap are snacks that you like. That was a weird metaphor. Apparently I need snacks, but you know, there's nothing wrong with the plan. It's just your expectations around the plan, your beliefs around the plan, et cetera, et cetera. Your first 90 days, right? There's going to be a lot of figuring out this is how much time I have. This is how much energy I have. This is the time of day that I feel most focused and most passionate about working on this, etc. And you can get tougher on yourself once you've worked through a lot of like this mindset stuff. But you got to you got to get through the mindset stuff first, okay? So bear with me. You will come up against a lot of mindset blocks around your worth and value when it comes to productivity. This is like I know I say imposter syndrome is the number one thing. I'm going to say imposter syndrome is tied with these beliefs about worth and productivity. Like if you don't get a ton of stuff done in a day, you're just like a useless person. False. You're a wonderful person. You're a very worthy person. We're going to talk about that now. So you'll need to figure out how much you need to get done and hold yourself accountable to versus how much you need to rest and give yourself that grace to not tackle that whole roadmap of tasks as fast as possible. That's hustle. We don't hustle. We're not trying to check off everything on this list as fast as humanly possible. We want to make a plan that makes sense and that gives us time to process and learn and make sure that we're doing things that make sense for us. So this takes tons of trial and error. So you're going to give yourself grace for 90 days. Okay. You're practicing accountability. You're practicing grace. You're going to get there. Here are some of the beliefs and habits you might come up against when you're figuring out your new burnout busting pace to work toward your deep down dream. You're going to meet good old self-sabotage. This is when things are going well. And you subconsciously decide, nah, fuck it. Maybe you give up to work on another idea instead. If so, I have an episode on shiny object syndrome, which I will link in the show notes. Give that another listen. Maybe you just stop in the middle of something. Maybe you let somebody talk you out of it. You know, you're going for your dream, but somebody says like, oh, do you really want to do that? Maybe stick with, stick with the safe office job, like whatever. So you just abandon your dream because like, oh, they're right. I should play it safe. Whatever. Self-sabotage often comes from something deeper within you. So go exploring, figure out what you're saving yourself from when you sabotage. Do you have a fear of failure? Do you have a fear of being seen, of being vulnerable? What makes achieving your dream feel scarier than the idea of living without it? Figure that out and you'll figure out why you keep sabotaging yourself. Then we have our good buddy imposter syndrome. That little voice in your head that says, hey, hotshot, what do you think you're doing? Why do you think you'll be successful at this? And imposter syndrome, while being kind of a dick, 
is also typically trying to protect you from a fear like self-sabotage. Like there's something deep within you and imposter syndrome is like, don't do that. It'll be scary. Only it's a giant jerk about it, which sucks. And it's messing with your confidence. So like we've talked about with imposter syndrome before, when those thoughts are coming up, where you feel like you shouldn't go for it, or you're a fraud, or you don't deserve it. Look for the evidence of your success, the evidence that you are a badass, and work through that fear and negative mindset, those negative thoughts. And there's a whole list of imposter syndrome exercises and prompts in my free ebook, which I'll put a link to sign up and get that in the show notes as well. It's bit.ly slash stop burnout ebook. Uh, There's lots of really good imposter syndrome exercises in there. So the next thing that we're going to work on kind of unpacking as we are learning this grace versus accountability thing in our 90 days is hustle culture. I need you to listen to me. Okay. We don't hustle in this family. Hustle is all about staying up late, getting up early to put those extra hours in your day, to go beast mode, quote unquote beast mode, to have no excuses, right? Hashtag no excuses about showing up for your business or your idea or your goal or your sad chicken breast meal prep, whatever the hell your no excuses, hustle culture, beast mode thing is. No, throw it away. I disagree. I think we can succeed by trying to fit less into our days and by getting smarter about how much time we expect things to take. When you absolutely jam pack your day with stuff to do, you feel tired and just angry by the end of the day. Everything sucks. You're not enjoying what you're working toward. You don't have time to enjoy it because you have 50 tasks you have to get done. Give yourself more breathing room. Suddenly you're doing less and yet you're hurtling toward that goal with so much more like passion behind it and oomph because you're actually sleeping ideally and you can actually show up and work toward it with commitment and passion and motivation and it feels a lot better than just hustling my god rome was not built in a day celebrities did not get famous overnight why would you want to rush and rush and rush and then be burned out when you get where you're going Take the scenic route, learn, breathe, get to your end goal full of the knowledge that you're where you want to be, not just where you hauled ass to get without any time to think critically about it. So next up, we're going to talk about three questions to ask yourself when you are deciding between grace and accountability after a word from our sponsor. Are you still trying to achieve your dreams by snagging bits of time while the kids are asleep, finding precious moments of you time in the middle of taking care of everything else on your list? And what's the first thing to go when something else comes up? Your dream. Not anymore. You deserve some of that energy you're giving to everyone else, and that's what I'm teaching overwhelmed creatives to do in my group mentorship program, Passion Pacers. Members are already making progress toward their dreams of becoming podcasters, writers, musicians, and more without guilt about putting themselves on their schedule. Come join us at passionpacers.com. So this brings us to my three questions for how to figure out if what you need is grace or accountability. 
Question one, how long have you been working toward this goal? If it's new, less than 90 days, you're still learning how to balance it within the rest of your life. So I'm going to say probably give yourself grace, cut yourself a little slack here. Keep trying. Notice if it gets easier as you put in more practice. If it's something you've been doing for years, you'll have a better feel for whether you need accountability or grace. But typically, when you're just starting, just remind yourself that you're new at this and that it's okay to cut yourself a little bit of slack while you're learning. Question number two, how do you feel? I, even if I still have stuff on my list, I notice when, like, I'm just too tired to function and I will rearrange my schedule and go take a nap. Or if I'm like really hungry and can't think well because I'm just distracted thinking about having a snack, I go get a snack. I swear I'm talking about snacks so much in this episode. It's because it's like 5.30 and I need to make dinner. (laughs) So, you know, are you feeling like really exhausted? Are you feeling burned out? Or are you kind of just like distracted and you'd rather be outside having fun or doing something different? If you're really exhausted or there's something just in your body preventing you from focus, then, you know, back off a little bit, cut yourself a little slack. But if you're just like, oh man, like I wish I was in the summer sun doing cartwheels and going on the slip and slide, like finish your work and then go get on the slip and slide. Like you'll get there, but you know, accountability. Sometimes accountability is the answer here. I'm a very forgiving person. I want you to have a lot of compassion for yourself. I want you to have more compassion than you've ever had for yourself because we hold ourselves to impossible standards constantly. But I'm still going to be like, come on. It's on your list. There's nothing preventing you from doing it. Knock that out right now. And then then you get to go have some rad fun. Awesome. Question number three, is this a pattern? So if you notice that like on Fridays, you cannot concentrate, you're just done. Every single Friday, you don't get anything done because you're just, you've been working all week and you're tired. Work that into your schedule. Plan to be quote off on Friday. If you notice a pattern of you always get like really tired and have like a slump at three in the afternoon, Rearrange your schedule so that you do something invigorating around three. You know, maybe you do like a little midday yoga break or you take a little nap or you can go for a walk. Obviously, this advice is for people who are just working from home or they're self-employed or not beholden to a job that requires them to be in a certain place. I know with my like office jobs, I was able to go take a coffee break if I needed to. Or we could go take a walk like around the greenhouses and look at all the flowers. And like, it was very relaxing. And I could just be like, I'm tired of staring at my computer. I need to get not here. So notice a pattern if there's a pattern and give yourself some grace on that. Because obviously that's like your, your body telling you, you know, this is my limit. That's a boundary. You get to respect that boundary. And not work on Friday if that works for you. 
if you notice the pattern is that, you know, you can work and work and work and just chug along. And then when you get to a certain task in your list, you avoid that task. That's something that you need to approach from an accountability perspective. So either delegate that task so that it gets done or try to attach a reward to it so that you're less avoidant. You know, if it's something you can do, if you're just sort of checking your emails and responding to general inquiries in your email inbox, you know, maybe put on some of your favorite music or listen to a podcast if you can do both of those at the same time. If it's like making sales calls, you can't really listen to music while you do that. But say, you know, for every three calls you make, then you can do something cool for yourself. And just, it might take longer to get the task done, but it's better to like double your time so that you can trade off like equal parts, do the boring thing, and then do a rewarding fun thing than just putting it off and not getting anything done and then feeling yucky about that for the same amount of time that you would have spent doing it plus the rewarding action. Life hacks. Okay. So those are the three questions. One, how long have you been working toward this goal? So give yourself some grace if it's a new goal. And then if it's something that you've been doing for a while, like probably accountability is the way to go. Two, how do you feel in your body and in your mind? If you are exhausted and burned out, honor that, cut yourself some slack, rearrange the sketch. And three, is this a pattern? Is this pattern something where you can work flexibility and that natural slack period into your schedule versus just something that you're kind of avoiding because you don't like it as much? And then take accountability to either delegate that out or take care of it in a way that works for you. Bonus question number four, where's this decision coming from? Is the pressure to power through and remain, quote, accountable coming from a belief that you have to do it in order to be successful? Like, is there a mindset thing going there? Is there some outside force saying you must achieve X in order to be Y? Because that's probably nonsense. You can be just as successful if you do four things in a day versus if you do eight things in a day. Is the feeling of being off the hook, like that grace, is that coming from an actual need to rest and that compassion for yourself to allow yourself to rest when you need to? Or is that like you just got a text from a friend and they're like, hey, it's happy hour night at the taco place. Let's go. And you're like, ah, turns out I need some grace today. And some days, yes, choose tacos. Some days, just allow yourself to close the computer and go do something fun. Because like, why the hell not, right? But then notice if that becomes a pattern. Because if that becomes a pattern, you're just like avoiding stuff. So be aware of where your motivations are coming from. And just examine them before you make a decision to make sure that the decision is coming from you and is serving your highest good, and your vision for your future best self. 
And sometimes that means blowing off work to go hang out with a friend, especially now that we can actually see people again. I'm going to leave you with a couple of key takeaways I want you to remember here. Unlearning the hustle is key in finding the balance between grace and accountability. If your decisions are coming from hustle, they are coming from burnout. And also accountability, remember, is a boundary with yourself, an expectation that you will follow through on a promise you made to you about your goals and dreams. But you're also in charge of setting those goals and expectations, and you need to be reasonable and balanced with yourself and not hold yourself to an impossible standard. So hopefully that helped you decide where you can relax a little bit and where maybe you can toughen up on yourself a little bit because there is balance there. So that is what I have for you today. And now that we are in season two, I'm going to be dropping episodes once a week. I'm aiming for Fridays, but you know, maybe sometimes it'll be on a Saturday. We will see. We will see where my balance lies between accountability and grace. So thank you for joining me today. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Then join us in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook, where you can enter to win prizes like free books, coaching sessions, and more. Huge thanks to Leave Nelson B. for the intro and outro music, and to Jennifer Hearn Photography for the photo used in my cover art. Check the show notes for links and resources mentioned in today's episode. You can find me on social media at Caitlin Liz Fisher on Instagram and Facebook or at Kate Liz Fisher on Twitter. That's all for now. See you next time.